Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love. American right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong, I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome to the Annie Fry Show. Uh, this is not Annie Fry. This is the rest of the team. I'm Ryan Wiggins. Brad Range is here. Leah is, happens to be on vacation right now, so Ethan Hannaford filling in. He'll be in quite a bit today. Uh, Annie texted us about 10 minutes ago and just says, I'm just too bored. I don't want to do the show today. <laughs> She, she actually kind of bet us that we couldn't do the show with him. Yeah, she said, I don't think you guys can do it. And we said, then get out. <laughs> uh, of course, that is a joke. She is sick, and I don't even know how sick sick she is. I know she's sick, but she doesn't have a voice at all. Yeah. So she was really trying to come in today, and we said, uh, well, if you can't talk, <laughs> then you're not going to be much help. I understand that we might have to carry a little bit of the show. Hard to host a talk show if you can't talk. But if you just can't talk at all... Just stay at home and rest. So that's where she's at. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff that we would have been preparing the show anyway, just like we normally do. So it's pretty much going to be the same setup as a normal Friday show. X's and O's in the 2 o'clock hour, ask me anything in the 1 o'clock hour, which, of course, requires your assistance. You get on our Annie Fry YouTube live chat poll. Uh, sorry, that's the poll. You get on our live chat and you leave a question for us for the 1 o'clock hour. We'll be answering those throughout that segment. And then, of course, the Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll. What's harder, aging or watching others age? As I said, we had fully prepared for Annie to be here. Yeah. That is a poll based on her. In the conversation you might have heard us had yesterday about her son, it was his last baseball or sorry, basketball game. And it was kind of emotional. It was the last home game for an eighth grader. For him. And he was going to sort of graduate out of that bracket. 
So it was it was emotional. It, she got emotional yesterday. We were talking about it. I think we all did a little bit because we all started to feel the, the weight of aging and go, oh, man, yeah. You know, even looking at my own kids and just remembering when they were little and stuff like We just had a sec. We had a moment. And so that's what the poll is based on today. What's harder, aging or watching others age? I did want to mention before we get into some of the news news that uh, if you're watching the temperatures like I am, Right now, at the beginning of the show here, 12 o'clock, it's 46 degrees. By the end of this show at 3 o'clock, it will be below freezing. And that's just the beginning of it because apparently this weekend it's going to be super cold. The so high... excited. You're excited about <laughs> no. this? No. No, who is? Like, like, I like winter weather when it's like snow. Snow, yeah. Even, I'm not saying I love ice, but it's exciting this no, is not no, exciting. No, I don't even like ice. I don't like ice either, but it's like, ooh, you know, it's a it's a big deal when there's going to be ice. You kind of you get the adrenaline pumping. But this doesn't cold? even do that. This is just annoying. Yeah. Um, it's going to be 24 degrees tomorrow as a high. And really, right now, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're doing right now, enjoy it for the next roughly hour because it's just going to drop off a cliff from now until like next Wednesday is the next chance we have of being above freezing. The high Sunday, 10. The high Monday right now, 13. That's actually higher than it was before. So, hey, we're getting a little bit of break at 13 degrees on Monday. Uh, but that is the forecast for this show. And then Mark Reardon will be in at 3 o'clock to take you through the rest of the drop because it's just going to keep dropping, guys. The biggest drop happening during this show, though. So just preparing you for that. Now, to talk about politics, I introduce you to a person you may already know. But he kind of popped out of nowhere with, what would you call this, Brad? An anti-endorsement? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because he talks positively about most of the, and this is, by the way, with, we're talking about Rand Paul here. Mm-hmm. Rand Paul is somebody I very much respect. He, he sticks to his guns on all of his principles, even at sometimes when he's the only one. Yeah. Uh, he does it. I respect that. I even respect that when I see it on the left. I used to very much respect Bernie Sanders for doing that, although after the 2016 campaign, I not only was introduced to Bernie Sanders at that point, but afterward found out how much he kind of sold out during that campaign Mm -hmm. and lost respect for him. But again, you know, until then, he had really stuck to his guns, been the same guy his whole career. Rand Paul is also that guy. Uh, He's just got better ideas. Rand Paul has come out and gave his opinion on basically all the remaining candidates in the GOP here and is even, even some independent candidates. That's true. That's true. Um, here is his anti-endorsement, if you haven't heard it yet, concerning one person in the GOP field. Good morning, everyone. As I told you yesterday, I'm ready to say something about the presidential race. I've had a long res- relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy has been an important voice. Also have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm Never Nikki. And if you go to nevernikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. So mild-mannered Rand Paul, because he doesn't sound extreme there. He's just talking. Wind's blowing in his hair. Uh, He has really gone out. Nobody's asking him, 
Rand, you have to say something. He is choosing Mm -hmm. to come out and say this. And usually in Washington, if you have no reason to bash somebody, you don't. Now, a lot of times people will come out and bash somebody because it would be good for them politically. Yeah. Or it would be good for them financially. Maybe there's some donor who says, hey, I want you to try to take this person. Whatever it is. Rand Paul really has no reason to be doing that other than his principles. Principles. Yep. He has gone to the trouble. This is pretty extreme. He's gone to the trouble of setting up a website <laughs> <laughs> against Nikki Haley because he disagrees with her that much. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, is really what the primary is all about. I have a feeling if she were to win the nomination, which is unlikely, that most of the GOP, maybe even including Rand Paul, yeah. would get in line and say, well, she's better than that guy. But right now, this is where this stuff is supposed to happen. Yeah. Rand Paul goes on here to say even more about Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our invent, our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the internet, that people posting ideas anonymously. I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John Jay, and others who posted routinely for fear of the government. They posted routinely anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow for the internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian-leaning conservatives. Now, I got to say that the position I would say mostly on this show, I think we all would, we don't always agree on everything, mm-hmm. but this is one that I think you and I and Annie have come to the same conclusion that it's not as if we hate Nikki Haley. Right. Uh, she, to me personally, now I'm speaking for me right now, not, not everybody else. She seems to be my, uh, out of the four, I would say, remaining candidates, Trump, Ramaswamy, DeSantis, Haley, she's number four for me uh, because of things exactly like this. She does seem to be the establishment pick right now. If you had to say that there was an establishment pick, um, I, I don't know whether that's a wrong thing or a right thing, but she has a little bit of a softer image, wouldn't you say? Like when you say softer, you mean like a, a squish? I would say She's- a little bit more palatable to the mainstream person. Yes, yes I would definitely say that. Um, as for me, she's probably my third pick. Okay. I, I was thinking about that this morning. It's like, well, my first pick is, is Ron DeSantis. I, I, my plan on is to vote for him in the primary. I don't know if he'll be on the ticket when he gets there. I hope that he is. Um, but if it came down and, and my two options were Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, that's a much more tough decision for me. Okay. Um, I do. I, I want to lit, I want to win the election. And that's your number one issue. I get I want, it. I want to I win it. the election, right? But. Uh, and we could debate all day, on, and we have, yeah. on whether or not that means that she has a better chance yeah. or Trump has a better chance in a general. Of course, I think Trump has a very, very good chance in a general. But this week has been all about the town halls, mm-hmm. the last GOP debate, which honestly, I mean, raise your hand if you're in your car and you watch that thing. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to raise my hand. (laughs) (laughs) But the majority of America didn't. And in fact, uh, the ratings came out for Wednesday night. Trump did a town hall at the exact same time as CNN did the GOP debate. Trump absolutely trounced CNN. And maybe that's because Fox beat CNN. 
but it also seems to say something about where America is paying attention. And Haley has not had a great week. Now, I don't know if that means DeSantis has had a good week, but to me, Trump still, nothing's changed. I think that's the point, is that after all of this, we're, the Iowa caucuses are on Monday. A little plug for us here. 97.1 is going to be covering that live. The results mm-hmm. start at 7 o'clock. We'll be all over it 7 o'clock Monday night. And then the Annie Fry Show, even though it's a holiday, you guys, yeah, you and Annie, Annie will be here. here. I will not uh, to cover. Just just keep it live. I and mean, we're going to be live all day because there's going to be a lot of action going on on Monday with the very first caucus. And we're here for that, of course. But I don't think that really, and I really would like to know your opinion on this too, this week, been a lot of activity, and it's all planned activity. Mm-hmm. It's caucuses, it's town halls, it's TV appearances. It doesn't seem to me like really anything has changed. No, I don't know. It, it, and it'll be hard to judge because, like, after the debate, you know, the Iowans that were there, they, uh, well, let's see, they Fox did three town halls leading up to this. They did right. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and then Donald Trump. Great for them, great for the candidates to get out there. I think that there were individuals that were in those town halls whose minds were changed. I don't know that it changes wide swaths of people's minds. Um, but and we won't know because this all happened. There won't be any polling that comes out before caucuses. Right. I mean, this is the ultimate poll. Right. The actual it, vote, yeah. the actual caucus, which is happening on Monday. The, the, I, I led with the weather. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason that I did is because they're saying it's going to be the coldest Iowa caucus in history. Yeah. And that really could affect things. Yeah. If you have an, a, a, a non-committed voter who's like, yeah, you know, I prefer DeSantis over Trump and Haley. Okay. Oh, but it's going to be negative eight. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't, if your if your voter base isn't excited about you, yeah, and that's where you go. Maybe this benefits Trump. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe the average person is Trump because it's just he's the former president. Yeah, and maybe you have a very devoted. Nikki Haley faction or DeSantis faction. I really don't know yeah. what this will mean. I do know that it throws a little bit of a wrench into it. <laughs> and so it's interesting being people who cover politics, any little thing like this. Well, we were listening to, uh, I forget if it was the Fox News thing at the top of the hour or if it was Kill Me just before that. But they there was an audio clip where the, the reporter was saying she spoke to someone and he was like, well, my my mom told me that uh, I'm going to vote come hell or high water. And if it snows, you're just going to have to come pick me up with your four-wheel drive truck. So there are some people out there that are like, get me to the caucus. Yeah. And those people are going to be your most yeah. passionate voters, and they're going to have the strongest opinions. So, again, does that benefit any candidate or not? I would, I, I'm taking a wild guess here. I'm taking a wild guess. I would say that that doesn't benefit Nikki Haley. Yeah, I looking at it, her support seems to be the large, like the people that have coalesced around her seem to be the never Trump crowd. Now, I've said, and, and polling has said this, that Nikki Haley is going to beat uh, Joe Biden like a drum in the general. Because like you were saying, she's she appeals more to the average voter. She's not viewed as extreme either way. That will change during the general election. Yeah, the minute that she's the one, yeah, then, when oh, she's she, all the of a sudden one, she's yeah. an insurrectionist or something. Yeah, she'll be an insurrectionist, and they'll be like, oh, and she worked for an in-. Like, they will hang Trump around her yeah. neck, too. Yeah, Because she did. She served under the Trump administration. She did a wonderful job at the United Nations. Very good job at the United Nations. She would be a better president than Joe Biden. But, like, they're just like anybody but Trump. There's a wing of that in the Republican Party still, and it's coming down to almost a— uh, which one is going to win the the Make America Great Again 
faction or the let's go back to business as usual faction. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Of course, this all starts Monday. Uh, I mean, it's Democracy 2024 here on 97.1. We've been preparing for this for four years. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we are here to cover all of it, every movement. And this is where it starts. I mean, if, if there's a surprise on Monday, then it changes everything. If there's not, then that also sets the table. Let me ask you going this. into New Hampshire. Since you won't be here on Monday, what is a surprise on Monday for you? Anybody but Trump. Anybody uh, but I Trump? would say even a surprise would be that somebody comes close to beating Trump. If that happens, I mean, this is really the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you almost have to decide between Haley and DeSantis here. I know that historically that's not always the truth, but you got to decide which one's going to be your, okay, that's not Trump candidate if you're going to have one, because right now they're splitting it. Uh-huh. Chris Christie's out now. That may help her in New Hampshire, but then he was caught in a hot mic <laughs> <laughs> saying that she's going to get smoked. Uh, all this stuff happens and you go, man, I just don't know. It's really, th- I mean, that's what makes this season fun, uh, but we're just going to keep our eye on the ball and see how this affects uh, the the powers that be in this country. And of course uh, it's fun, but it's, it's, it's serious because it affects your life in such dramatic ways now. Politics, it, it it never used to be like this, and now it is. It affects so much of the way we live our lives, and that is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. That's what we're talking about right now. It is, of course, the Annie Fry Show. I'm Ryan Wiggins, Brad Range. We're the normal team. We're just filling in today because Annie doesn't have a voice. Here's the deal. Joe DeVito scheduled to come in. He's still going to come in. He's going to call us. He's a writer, comedian. He's a regular appearer. appearer? <laughs> He's a regular panelist on the Gutfeld Show. Uh, he's calling us next. We're going to talk to him about some of these events, probably bring up some of the stuff from this week that maybe you forgot about with Joe DeVito. That is next here on The Annie Fry Show. Yeah, we're just making sure. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Here to, to represent St. Louis by playing Nelly when we talk to one of our favorite guests. Joe DeVito is on the phone. Writer, comedian, regular panelist on Gutfeld and writer for Gutfeld. Joe, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, guys. Sorry to hear that uh, Annie's out. I had the... Uh... This not attack this past week. I think you can hear in my uh, sexy B. Arthur-like voice. Oh, is this what low voice sounds like for Joe DeVito? Yeah, as opposed to my usual high-pitched, annoying one. Yeah, I mean, you sound amazing. Why, I don't know why you're not doing voiceovers right now. Uh, so, Joe, I, I wanted to ask you just because it's – I literally saw a story pop up just a minute ago. Every part of the United States dealing with weather issues. Where are you right now? 
I'm on Long Island, New York. Okay. Not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's good to hear because we're about to uh, face uh, cold Mageddon or something like that. We're dropping like 13 to 14 degrees over the next hour. Uh, so I'm just sort of seeing what things yeah. are like in different parts of the country. And there's like a blizzard coming for the northern part of the country right now. Yeah, I thought global warming was supposed to be fun. All we got was sad polar bears and this nonsense. Yeah, right, which just makes me want to drink a Coca-Cola. <laughs> uh, Joe, I want to ask you about some of the news items of this week. Sure. Let's start with, uh, I think this was still this week, maybe the end of last week through this week. Mm -hmm. Any names that surprised you when we started to see the, the unfolding of the Epstein documents? Yes. And, well, my first question is, how the hell big was Epstein's Island? Because there's a lot of air traffic coming in. There's, there's private jets, helicopters, uh, hot air balloons, whatever, whatever Stephen Hawking flew in on. I, I like to think he came in just in the chair with afterburners. <laughs> like over the water? <laughs> yeah, just like maybe Flight of the Valkyries playing in the background. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. His was the name that surprised me the most. Um, and look, I'm, I'm not trying to say people with disabilities can't do whatever they set their mind to. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is that the one person I thought would not be on, on that island, it would probably have been Stephen Hawking. I, I can't argue with it. I mean, it's a little surprising. <laughs> Although I had read before that he was um, in this area, you would say, now this isn't literal, but that he frequented Sage, that he, he went to a lot of clubs like that. And I was surprised when I saw Stephen Hawking goes to a lot of, you know what those are, clubs? Uh, what, 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 what do you think, he's going to go to dance clubs? I mean, he had limited options. <laughs> well, I thought maybe he was into ballet or something, you know, he just like dancing. <laughs> Uh, but no, any, that, any other names on there, Joe, before we move on, that, that you were like, what the heck? How, I haven't even thought about this person in a while. Yeah, you know, it, it just goes to show that if you think you're a normal person and you think you're a pervert, you've got nothing on the elites who are running our countries. Because no matter what kind of creepy stuff I've been into, I've never thought I've got to have a whole island for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, when you get that much money, uh, they don't know what to do with it, and then they just go insane because that's apparently uh, what has happened. Yeah. And people go, oh, this person has a lot of money. I guess I'll be friends with them. Oh, wait a second. There's some things going on here that I wasn't expecting. Right? Think about it. It used to be if you, per you were a pervert, maybe you, you, had a, you had a drawer. Maybe you had a closet full of weird stuff. These people are like, no, nah, I need an airstrip. I, I need the, the, the whole – I need international waters to separate me from normal people. Yeah, it used to be that, uh, you know – the kid was doing that and been like, I kind of don't want anybody to know. I'm going to hide this under my mattress. But they're <laughs> way out there in the open showing everybody and videotaping it. Yeah, I'm going to share the experience with the most famous and rich people on earth. It's, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Uh, let, me, let me switch gears here and ask uh -huh. you about a piece of audio that you've probably already heard, but I'm going to play it anyway. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far, just on TV. Spent $68 million so far, $59 million by DeSantis. And we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to he's still going to carry Iowa, right? Yes. Always. I, you know, I talked to DeSantis calling me, petrified that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. 
So, Joe, as you probably know, that is yeah. Chris Christie caught on a hot mic talking about not just DeSantis, but really saying that Nikki, Nikki Haley's going to get smoked, talking about all the money that they've spent mm-hmm. and for what. Uh, we, we kind of off air here, Brad and I, I think it was yesterday, yeah. actually, we talked about what is the likelihood, in your opinion, that this wasn't just a oops hot mic, that this was maybe on purpose. Well, I don't know. I mean, when I first heard part of the clip when he said she's going to get smoked, I thought he was referring to a ham. <laughs> so that's what threw me off. Uh, right. And if there's anyone who might want to avoid the metaphor of punching above someone's weight. <laughs> if, if Chris Christie were punching at or near his weight, he would already be he'd be the president of the galaxy at this point. <laughs> I mean, um, these are good points. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, as far as it being any kind of subterfuge, I don't know. Let's let's be honest. It really is a tremendous fight for second place in, in the GOP right now. So I, I don't I don't see him buddying up with DeSantis to to try and I don't know to see if they could join forces against Nikki Haley. I don't know why, uh, other than a tremendous ego trip and his his personal hatred of Trump, why Chris Christie was still in the race even up to this point. Um, but it'll be interesting. I was listening to you guys earlier and that, you know, we'll really see with the voting uh, in the primary, if there's anyone who can really challenge Trump. I, I don't think there is at this point. Yeah. Joe DeVito on the phone with us, by the way, writer, comedian. He's a regular on Gutfeld. And he writes for Gutfeld. Uh, your network has done great. I mean, with these town halls, you had you were smoking everybody else. I mean, even having Trump against CNN. Mm. You, you guys killed CNN, apparently. I mean, because it's Trump, right? Because Trump is just the name. He, You, you really can't get away from the fact that while everybody yeah. seems to want to talk about this being a really close race and there's all these all these choices, it's still pretty much Trump, right? Yeah. And you know what? I, I watched uh, most of that town hall. And it's very interesting that I wish people would talk more about that side of Trump. He was calm. He was relaxed. He was charming. He said what he had to say. He looked presidential. And if, if we can just get him, as much as I love when he trash talks people because he's the best at it, but if we could get that, that executive-looking Trump and show him next to blathering, getting, uh, you know, falling over a sandbag, cro- crooked, corrupt Joe Biden, that's where I think we, we could really make some progress here because this election has me nervous. And it's, it's not Joe Biden that makes me nervous, him going against Trump. I think they're setting the groundwork to, to bump him out and move in somebody. And I, I'm going to say it. I think, they, I think they're trying to get Michelle Obama in there. Man, you're not alone. I, I'm not on that train. I don't think she's going to yeah. run, but I know a lot of people are really afraid that she is. What, when you say that, Joe, do you think, though, that – if she were to step onto the stage, much like Kamala Harris, uh-huh. maybe not quite as Venn diagram yeah. and bad as, Colum, as as Kamala Harris, but if she were to actually step into that ring, do you think she could actually handle the pressure that comes with campaigning like that? Or would the media just cover for her and it wouldn't matter? I, I think you're, the latter. I, I think she's already famous. She's already been profiled a zillion times. So people don't need to get to know her. You know, I mean, she, she has... A lot of fans. She's very popular. But I think the most important thing is it gives them a way to get Biden out of there and not have to deal with the Kamala problem. The Kamala problem is that there's no way they can just say, oh, first African-American female VP, we're not going to let you be the one we're going to move up. That's a huge problem. And I see Michelle Obama as the only person 
they could put in there, because even Democrats, whether they want to admit it or not, Kamala Harris is a moron. I mean, you, you, they keep trying to move her farther and farther away from microphones, and she compensates by saying even dumber and dumber things. So that's where I, I fear Michelle Obama, because if they bring her in late, it doesn't give people the time to put her up against any scrutiny. And this is where I think Trump's his sarcasm and his, his the way he can lay into people might make him look too mean for most people. Yeah, if he's it's, you're right, though, if he sticks to his guns, if he sticks to his message like he did Wednesday night, you know, you were talking yeah. about his charm. Here's I got a clip, actually, when I thought he was, you know, this is prime Trump. Who would be in the running for a vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to you be. Give us a hint. I'll give you we'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? I will. I will. I've already started like Christy better. Uh, <laughs> Christy, Christy for vice president? I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset. Christy for vice president. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. I mean, Joe, as a comedian, yeah. you, you hear that and you go, man, the dude's pretty quick. His timing is perfect on that, too. Uh, it's, uh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and I also liked it, again, Trump, the master marketer. They ask him who his VP is going to be, and he says, well, I already know, but I'm going to keep that a secret. Right. He knows how to keep people following along with him like that, as opposed to, again, the vegetable in chief right now who said, well, my VP is going to be a, 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 a woman of color. Oh, okay, well, you've tipped your hand. You, you, you know, and I've mixed my metaphor, but you've boxed yourself into that corner as to who you could pick. So, again, it just it shows Trump. Master marketer. Um, he could have said something a lot meaner about Chris Christie there. I think he, he restrained himself. Another thing about Trump that's interesting, too, is that he'll beat people up and then afterward he, he can reconcile. It's very interesting how he's able to do that. Brad keeps reminding me that because I said, you know what? Everybody was saying he's going to pick Nikki Haley as his vice president. And then I said, nah, he's calling her bird brain. And, and Brad keeps going, yeah, but he does that, and then he just switches right back. So, you know, maybe maybe he will pick her. I don't know. Lion Ted to Lion Ted. He just got to change the spelling yeah. a little bit. Well, the only one I think he, he didn't change that on was when um, he had Mitt Romney have that really humiliating dinner with him. I don't know if you remember that photo where Mitt Romney thought he was going to be Secretary of State or something, and then – you, you see Trump is smiling and Mitch just looks like a child hunched over. It, it, it was, you yes. know, the photo, it was almost as embarrassing when, as when, do you remember when Mitt Romney on National Hot Dog Day was holding a hot dog and he looked like an alien who's never <laughs> held human food before? No, I don't even know who that is. Are you talking about Pierre Delecto? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, come on. Actually, is Pierre, is Pierre Delecto even a dumber name than Mitt Romney? Let's be honest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of all the names, like pick something that doesn't sound like you're a foreign spy. <laughs> oh, come on. That made Carlos Danger sound presidential. Right, right. <laughs> well, Joe DeVito. His real name was Anthony Weiner. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right. That's a real name. <laughs> Joe DeVito, writer, comedian, regular panelist on Fox News' Gutfeld. Hey, if you love a joke that you hear on Gutfeld and you want to tell Joe, at Joe DeVito Comedy on Twitter. You go to JoeDeVito.com. That's the best ways to reach you, right? Absolutely. At JoeDeVitoComedy and JoeDeVito.com. Joe, are you planning on being here this year? You know, uh, I'm talking to the guys at the Funny Bone. We're trying to set something up for me to come back uh, to the St. Charles room 
uh, over the summer, hopefully in June or July. So we're, we're just moving some dates around now. So we'll, we'll definitely keep you posted on that. Yeah, please do. And of course, you're invited to come in. Well, I'm saying this on behalf of Annie, but I, I'm getting a, a hearty yeah, guess. I was going to say, I have that authority. Have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, say come that. In, I'll make myself comfortable. Yeah, you come in and Annie's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not approve this. <laughs> Joe, you are welcome here anytime, especially uh, when you're in town. Definitely come by and see us. For sure. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Joe DeVito at Joe DeVito Comedy and JoeDeVito.com. He's on Gutfeld. You probably know him from that. And and maybe you've seen him in person because he's been here a couple times. And uh, uh, we love Joe DeVito. 1241 right now. Just a reminder, the poll today, the YouTube live chat poll, what is harder? And I, n- normally on Fridays we do ones that are you know a little bit more light and fun. Well, this one's not political, but it's not really light and fun either. This is kind of a real question. What's harder? Aging or watching others age? It's kind of a real question for a Friday. We're putting you in the mindset of, of like deep philosophical thought here on the Annie Fry Show this Friday. Annie's out today. She doesn't have a voice. She'll be back on Monday to cover the Iowa caucuses. We will be right back with, yeah, Wiggins America. We're still doing that. The B or not the B. It's Friday here on the Annie Fry Show. Uh, this is the Annie Fry Show, but it's we call it the Manny Fry Show when she's out and it's just the guys. Even Leah's gone, so she can't be our girl of the day. Uh, it is Ryan. It is a <laughs> girl of the day. That sounded terrible. <laughs> it is Ryan. It is Brad. Ethan is here. and It's our page four girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds like something like that. That is a nice way of putting that. Thank you. Uh, I gave you the update at 12.09 that it was 46 degrees. Update right now at 12.48. 42 or 41 degrees, so it's dropped by about 5 degrees in a half an hour. Of course, by the end of the show, 3 o'clock, it'll be right at freezing, 32-ish. So we're going to talking about a steep drop-off happening right now. If you need to do anything outside right now or today, it, now is the time. <laughs> it's, it's just going to get worse. Although it says there maybe there's some sprinkles, so that's not enjoyable in 41-degree weather. Ethan, hello. Oh, hi there, Ryan. Thank you for joining us for Wiggins America. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! The B or not the B. As usual on a Friday, I had this all prepared. We are still going to do it as usual. So this is the B or not the B. These are stories that are either real headlines or they are satire headlines from the Babylon B. I will read them. You have to guess whether or not you think that they are real or they are the B. The first one. Boeing CEO assures nervous flyers that all 737 aircraft are built to the highest diversity standards. <laughs> you go Brad? ahead, Ethan. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, man, that's that's one that, honestly that could really be either one. I'm gonna. I'll roll with the B. Yeah, it's the B. There's no way it's a diversity standard. You are correct. Quote, I know everyone is nervous about the doors of their planes blowing off of the aircraft mid-flight or the entire fuselage buckling due to faulty parts, but let me assure you, Boeing is diverse, said Calhoun in a CNBC interview. In fact, our design and manufacturing crews are the most diverse in our company's history. Nothing to worry about. Boeing is facing NTSB investigations after several mechanical failures that caused Alaska Airlines to ground all 737-9 MAX aircraft. Calhoun said such concerns are unwarranted. We have women, people of color, and even paraplegics working on the 737. He said, there's nothing safer than a plane built by diversity. (laughs) At publishing time, three more airlines had grounded the aircraft, likely because they hate diversity. (laughs) Mm. 
Shame on them. Shame on them. Next one. Female traffic controller. Sorry. Female traffic controller lectures veteran male pilot during critical stage of landing saying, I Googled it. Oh, that's 100% the B. That's real. This is, in fact, a real news story. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Brenda Mooney, an air traffic controller at Denton Enterprise Airport in Texas, was reportedly caught on a recording caught on a recording ad- advising the pilot who said he had been flying for 15 years. Uh, the petition was launched to get Mooney removed from her position. It stated her actions are not only jeopardizing pilot safety, but also damaging the reputation of our city, Denton. It has reached a point where her conduct is attract- attracting national attention, mm. an unfortunate circumstance that does not reflect well on our community. There is actually sound on this. Uh, I had it pulled up, but I it's so buried. In, we have so much going on in this <laughs> yeah. show today that I had this pulled Man, up, but now I don't. It is wild. I mean, those those first two stories are kind of related, but it is wild to me that there's this much controversy going on around something that is so serious as air traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And it it, it really is. Uh, oh, let me see if I found it. I think I did. Here it is. Okay, here's that sound. This is really what she said to this pilot. But if you're doing something other than a short approach, don't ask for a short approach. Well, I will definitely look up the definition of short approach because I've never seen where it says you turn base a beam of numbers because I don't see how you could possibly do that. Well, I Googled it, actually. I Googled short approach mm-hmm. and it said to turn your base a beam or before the numbers and you will land probably touchdown around midfield. Probably. The, Based off of Google. The, yeah, right. Probably. You'll probably do this. This guy is a 15-year veteran pilot, and he's like, look, this is the language we use. And she goes, oh, no, it's not. This is what that actually means. And he goes, this is what we say every time. She goes, well, I Google it. Was she like, was she new or something? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It doesn't say how long she'd been there. It just says that he'd been there for 15 That's years. That's wild. Uh, next story. White liberal in New York quietly removes all are welcome here sign. <laughs> That's the B. That's the B. <laughs> I know it because I sent it to you. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm like, I know Ethan's going to know this one. He texted me yesterday with this one. I'm like, well, I, I kind of got to use it. I didn't realize we'd be doing this with no Annie in here today. So, yeah, you're right. There you go. Uh, as thousands of illegal migrants continue to arrive in New York, a local white liberal resident was seen quietly removing his all are welcome here sign from the front yard. <laughs> The man who asked to remain anonymous to avoid being canceled by friends and neighbors in his gated community removed the sign shortly after seeing yet another bus full of foreign nationals arrive down the street. Quote, I want them to feel welcome here, but not like here, here, he said as he tossed the sign away and out of view. I believe very strongly that these people should be welcomed into this country with open arms and no questions asked, but there's a lot more of them than I expected, and they're, you know right here close to where I live. <laughs> that makes it different. Isn't there a red state where they could go live? Did they arrive? <laughs> did the bus arrive inside of the gated community or outside of the gated community? This is, this is important information. Uh, I'll ask this fake reporter okay. uh, <laughs> what he saw when he was fake there. Okay, let us know, please. All right, next story. Fauci tells Congress the six-foot social distancing rule, quote, sort of just appeared. Uh... I'm going to let you go first. Say say one more time. Fauci tells Congress 
the six foot social distancing rule sort of just appeared. Oh, oh man, that, that uh, Fauci's kind of crazy. I'm going real. Hey, it's real. <laughs> this is a real story. Yeah, Dr. Anthony Fauci confessed to lawmakers Tuesday uh. the guidelines to keep six feet of separation, which, by the way, Jeez. were everywhere and people were very strict. They about. were kicking people off the internet for challenging this. Dude, they were kicking people out of stores for challenging this ostensibly to limit the spread of COVID-19, just sort of appeared without scientific input. Oh Fauci, 83, revealed to the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic that the six-feet-apart recommendation championed by him and other U.S. public health officials was likely not based on scientific data, unquote, according to Chairman Brad Wenstrup, Republican Ohio, mm. who is also a physician. Schools nationwide remain closed well into the second year of the pandemic as a result of the social distancing guidelines. Next one? Yep, we got time for one more. Okay, one more. War ended for all time after San Francisco Board of Supervisors votes for world peace. B. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be B. <laughs> after much deliberation, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted to end all wars, thus securing world peace for billions. War is bad, said Supervisor Dean Preston, <laughs> who introduced the resolution. Stop doing wars. Mm, sources, that'll do it. Sources confirmed the room erupted in applause at the bold and eloquent words. Beautiful. Following the resolution's passing, all wars have officially ended. Men and women everywhere cast aside firearms and weapons of mass destruction to join hands in celebration of the San Francisco's wisdom. Quote, I wish we'd thought of that, said President Zelensky of Ukraine. What? <laughs> I feel at peace, guys. I don't know about you. Yeah, me too. I didn't even know that this happened, but I felt it when it happened. Yeah. Yes. This is a great disturbance in the force. <laughs> yes. Great job, San Francisco. Uh, President Zelensky said as he watched Russian soldiers pack up and go home, uh, that would have saved me a lot of trouble, he said. I, I'm a little frustrated that we didn't think of that. Yeah, or that we didn't do it earlier. Right. Because clearly it worked. All right, this is the Annie Fry Show. That was Wiggins America. Hey, ask me anything coming up in the next hour. We need your questions. Hashtag AMA. We will be looking at those. And then stick around for more Annie Fry Show. Two more hours ahead. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.